This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. The battery industry has changed quite a bit over the last decade and the needs of the industry have grown and developed as well. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today with someone who is an expert. His name is Richard Rogers. He's the international sales manager for Arben Instruments. Richard, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tyler. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Arbin has provided testing equipment for energy storage applications, large and small, for over 25 years. And so Richard is uniquely qualified to comment on these, uh, on the state of the industry, as well as what Arbin specializes in and how they differentiate themselves in the market. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Richard, just to start off, kind of give us an idea of some of the industries that you primarily work with. What are some of the use cases for Arbin Instruments and your products? Sure. Well, uh, batteries... The need for batteries span across uh, a wide variety of industries. Uh, the two biggest ones that have really been driving the market over the last 10 years have been the, the electric vehicle industry, and then especially recently the, uh, the grid storage industry, like stationary batteries, like in grid storage applications. Uh, but batteries span uh, all sectors, um, whether it's military uh, applications, medical applications, whether it's an implantable device or uh, batteries that are like uh, in, in hospitals for most devices in case the power goes out. Um, you have consumer electronics, which is still a big one that people relate to a lot, uh, power tools. But basically any, any device, any electronic device that has a battery will need to be tested at some point uh, to judge like what type of battery is best, how that battery is going to perform, as well as researchers, uh, big and small, like whether it's in academia or in uh, startup companies all over the world who are researching battery materials and battery technologies. They'll be doing testing. Right. So you kind of mentioned some of the industries that have really, I guess, exploded over the last decade or so, uh, be it electric vehicles or grid storage. Talk to me a little bit more about how the industry has really changed over the last decade and what that's meant for Arben, excuse me, Arben Instruments as a company. Yeah, the, the biggest change that's happened in the last 10 years has been uh, the driving factor of electric vehicles. Um, the electric vehicle industry uh, is uh, value-wise, it's a huge market. And so everybody who's working on batteries, who's researching batteries, who's making batteries, um, wants to make batteries and design batteries for electric vehicle applications. Um, there are some differences to electric vehicle batteries that are different from what I'll say traditional batteries, whether it's consumer electronics. Um, these batteries need to last a lot longer and have a ha lot higher cycle life. So instead of a battery needing to last for maybe one or 2,000 cycles and last for one or two years, like in your phone, uh, an electric vehicle battery needs to last 10 years or more, and it might need to last tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of cycles. Same for electric vehicles and the grid storage applications, both very long life and high cycle count. So developing batteries and uh, the testing process of researching new materials for batteries in these applications takes so long. Uh, like when your battery needs to last two years or a thousand cycles, if you test it for a hundred cycles, it might take you a week and you can get a pretty good idea of how that battery is going to perform like over its full life. Uh, but for an electric vehicle, 
if that battery needs to last for, say, 50,000 cycles or 100,000 cycles, to test even 10 or 20% of that takes a lot longer than it does like in the past. And so uh, researchers, like kind of the holy grail in the battery testing industry has been for researchers to find some key indicator, some metric early in the cycle life of a battery that would help them determine how it's going to perform long term just to shorten that development cycle. That's interesting, yeah, because I can I can totally see the the issue here being that you want to get products to market quickly, right? And the electric vehicle market, exactly. for instance, is is obviously kind of exploding and it's having a moment, and people are wanting to uh, to capitalize on that and kind of see the industry continue to grow, whether it's you know because of sustainability concerns or just because of having a better way to do things, and and electric vehicles kind of represent that. People want those products to come to market, but you can't afford to test a battery for, you know, spend 10 years testing a battery for that. You have to find those indicators early on that are going to, uh, that are going to, yeah, I suppose, indicate what the battery is going to do long-term. And so there does appear mm-hmm. to kind of be that conflict there. And that's part of where Arbon Instruments is really, um, is really kind of trying to innovate and, and provide products that help those batteries get to market quicker, right? Exactly. Right, right. So uh, tell me a little bit about the ARPA-E project. I know that's something that Arbon Instruments worked on for a number of years. Tell me a little bit about what that project was and what the outcome of it was. Yes, around about 10 years ago, so around 2009, 2010, um, battery researchers knew there was a need to try to find metrics early in the battery cycle life that would shorten that development time. Uh, So there was a theory that became popular uh, of looking at Coulombic efficiency so that's looking at the energy in and the energy out of a battery. And uh, this theory was that if you could look at this energy in and energy out and measure it um, with enough precision, even just after a few cycles, a few charge-discharge cycles, you would be able to make the same predictions that you would after full life cycle testing. So after just three cycles, you could make the same prediction that you'd be able to make after like the full life cycle of whether however many thousands of cycles the battery would last. So this dramatically... Um, this would dramatically shorten the development time for new materials of batteries. Uh, this theory was all was done in the lab at lab scale. So we're talking uh, micro and uh, into the milliamp range. But uh, some industry partners, uh, namely Ford Motor Company, uh, they wanted to do the same type of testing. They wanted to look at the, the energy in and energy out of their batteries with high enough precision on one of their full-scale EV cells. So not something in the lab, but something that's that's going into their vehicle. And their cells are 200 amps, but there was no test equipment that met the specifications necessary to measure that precisely enough uh, at that level of current. So uh, there was a government-funded ARPA project uh, partnering between Ford, uh, Arbin, and Sandia National Labs to develop this high-current, high-precision battery test equipment uh, and that was a, it was a three-year project that started in 2012 and lasted through 2015, where in the end we successfully commercialized this new technology that has uh, been what's the core of all of our new products uh, since around 2016. Wow, that's that's really phenomenal. So you said two or three cycles could could help predict, uh, you know, the next thousand or or thousand plus cycles. Is that right? Did I hear you right when you said that? Yes. So the 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 scientific theory behind this is looking at Coulombic efficiency. So looking at the smallest change in Coulombic efficiency. So as soon as the battery loses 
just a little bit of capacity, like where the energy you put in, you're not getting quite as much out. Like the smallest changes when you see that, it can, like when you're comparing battery A to battery B, like material A to material B, uh, when you look at the difference between even just after a few cycles, that would have the same outcome as it would if you did the full life cycle testing for those two chemistries. And coulombic efficiency is one that was popular uh, and is what kind of inspired this project. Uh, but, but in general, uh, having more precise test equipment to just see any small change happening, whether it's coulombic efficiency, whether it's seeing um, small events happening on a differential capacity curve, or just any other metric that a researcher might be looking at. Like we want, we're giving researchers a better tool that will allow them to see things in the data that they may not have been able to see before. Wow, so that seems like a, a big differentiator for Arben Instruments. So can you give me an idea of the general market for, um, for battery testing right now? And tell me a little bit more about how Arben Instruments uh, really differentiates it, itself in this marketplace uh, amongst your competitors. What sets you guys apart? There had been a really strong status quo in the industry where uh, a lot of the top competitors all had similar specifications. Everything looked similar on paper. Uh, and Arvin was in that same boat for many, many years, Arvin equipment. On paper, looked pretty similar to a lot of our competitors. Uh, this ARPA project, though, everything since then, so since the end of 2015 into 2016, this new generation of products, all new hardware, all new software. And we had some really strong differentiating factors, both on the hardware side and on the software side. Uh, the ARPA project was, I mean, pretty much entirely focused on the hardware side, just purely hardware specifications. So there, there are quite a few of those where we do have a significant technical advantage. Um, we're the only company that's selling equipment capable of looking at the columbic efficiency of a battery with high enough precision above about one or two amps. Mm -hmm. uh, like currents, um, there are some other competitors that have, I mean, it's, there's less factors at play looking at having a, a precise measurement when it's low current. Uh, but anytime current gets above about two amps, um, temperature becomes a huge, uh, has a huge impact on the battery as well as the test equipment itself um, during the charge discharge process. And so we had to really develop some new innovative ways uh, to manage the uh, thermal changes happening during the battery testing, especially at higher currents. So as the I suppose as the time needed for uh, for battery testing decreases um, and products are able to get to market faster, how do you think that this helps um, kind of move and develop that that industry along for electric vehicles or for grid storage or for all of the various applications that exist for batteries, like we mentioned at the beginning? Kind of talk me through how you see that continuing to move forward and how people are going to utilize Arben Instruments' products um, to get products to market faster. Kind of give me an idea of what this looks like moving forward and how this changes uh, the world that people know. So if, if I had to summarize, I guess, three factors of batteries that are being affected, uh, that would be the cost, uh, the energy density, and then safety. Um, cost is one of the biggest factors that's been kind of bottlenecking or limiting the electric vehicle industry. Just the cost of the battery in the vehicle is such a high percentage of the, the total vehicle cost makes them cost prohibitive um, to kind of uh, replace combustion engines uh, on the market. Uh, so part of the cost has been lower just at scale. Um, there's, there are more companies producing batteries now in larger volumes, like Tesla's um, gone all in with the gigafactories. And again, like their, their battery chemistry is nothing magical. It's just they're producing at such a scale that it helps reduce the cost 
of the batteries and they have kind of their own built-in demand for it with their vehicles. And then all researchers uh, that are researching batteries need to find something that's safe as well as has high energy density. So something that will perform well in demanding applications. So if people want their car to perform and feel good, they want their phone to be able to have higher processing power, brighter screens, last longer, uh, uh, faster gaming, like higher processing intensity, even in a, in a phone uh, or a computer. Uh, and then every all the batteries need to be safe also. And so they're uh, shortening the development cycle for people to find new materials that offer higher energy density and safety um, is one of the things that is our goal with having the high precision test equipment. So just kind of as we're talking about these various batteries, you know, and, and the ways that they're used, right? Like if we're talking mm -hmm. about like electric vehicles, for instance, we have in this case, a, a battery that's being, you know, charged and then someone hops in their car, they, you know, unplug their car and then immediately they're driving, right? How, how are you accounting for the way that these batteries get used in everyday life when it comes to testing equipment? Right. So the methods of testing have changed pretty dramatically uh, over the last several years also. Like historically, I'll say, like you would have, and it still exists today, but historically especially, you'll have a lot of just constant current, constant voltage cycling, just to kind of see how long a battery is going to last, like on, on the average maybe. Um, but the real world use scenarios are no longer constant current, constant voltage over the entire life of the battery. You have much more dynamic and much more demanding charge, discharge applications across all industries. Yeah, so like you said, for cars, the charge discharge profiles that are used by like, the governments like for testing are incredibly dynamic and have hundreds of thousands of data points that are just kind of rapidly switching between charge and discharge to simulate driving around town, accelerating, going up a hill, accelerating, getting on the on-ramp of a highway, like hitting the brake at a stop sign and then accelerating out of that. Just very dynamic charge discharge profiles that are very irregular. Uh, and that, and that, that applies for all. So even with computers, um, you don't just switch on your computer anymore when you have like the new uh, the multi-core processors uh, that have some of the different boosting technologies built in where the processor increases performance like when it's needed for higher demand applications those things affect batteries differently than a computer did 10 years ago when you just turn it on and it does its thing um, so that the the increase in performance like the demand increase as well as how dynamic those applications have been um, has really changed the way people use the equipment to test batteries. Right, right. And and I suppose just kind of as we've been talking throughout this conversation, we've mentioned Ford, we've mentioned Tesla, which are, you know, two really, really big names. And I I know that when it comes to clients and, and people that, that Arben works with, you can't get into specifics of what they're doing and, and how they're utilizing products and that sort of thing. But how, do, how have you seen maybe the way that they're able to get products to market, maybe help differentiate them in the marketplace because of what you're able to do and the products that you're able to provide? Yeah, so Ford and Tesla are definitely two of our bigger names and I think their results and what they've accomplished in the EV industry uh, speaks for itself. But we've worked with a lot of other companies around the world, both big and small. So uh, if startups that are working maybe on a, a new battery chemistry, a new material that they want to produce for electric vehicles, um, and again, our high precision testers can help them proceed through that development cycle faster than traditionally or in the past with a traditional tester. Uh, likewise, whether you're working with companies that are working with BMSs or some of the bigger companies that are working on full-scale 
electric vehicle batteries packs, Arbin is able to scale and grow with these customers as they are growing. So it starts at the cell level, you can go to the module level, and all the way to the pack level where you have CAN bus communication um, and say 200, 250, 300 kilowatt battery packs. Uh, we go up to much larger for some specialty applications, but uh, those typically cover most of the electric vehicle applications. Excellent, excellent. Well, this has been a, a really fascinating conversation and just kind of look at the battery industry in general as it really has changed so much over the last decade plus when it's come to grid storage, when it's come to electric vehicles and plenty of other applications. And so the work that Arbon Instruments is doing just in allowing products to get to market faster and enabling more accurate, more precise um, battery testing over the life cycle of a battery has just really been very interesting to learn about and very fascinating. And I'm, I'm excited to see what continues to come from this and how this industry continues to develop. So Richard Rogers, International Sales Manager for Arbon Instruments, thank you so much for joining me today and kind of talking a little bit more about this industry. Thank you, Tyler. It was great being here.